This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I find it disconcerting. There will be an appropriate time and a place to review policy. What does this rapporteur even do? The liberals and conservatives want to play a political game and score points. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You're actually sharing half of the story. Lies, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, Anthony Fury here, filling in for Alex Pearson. Lots of questions around foreign interference, foreign meddling in our elections. I know we've expanded the scope of this current committee and probe that's going on to go beyond just China. Russia's involved. We tossed India into the mix. Not sure how I feel about that. It's more, we want India to be an ally. They were, and now, I don't know, the Trudeau government's putting some distance between us. But we have learned some new details on China's interference and how it involves the popular WeChat platform, which is used by pretty much everybody in China and used by a lot of folks who uh, are of Chinese heritage in other countries, including here in Canada. So what are we learning about WeChat and foreign interference? Tom Korski, managing editor of Blacklocks, joining us regularly in this slot, has the goods. Good morning, Tom. Morning, Anthony. How are you today, sir? I have no complaints, thank you. What complaints do we have, though, when it comes to election meddling and WeChat? Well, WeChat, as you mentioned, is the Chinese language platform that the feds and, in particular, security agencies believe has been used by foreign agents to, frankly, commit alleged election fraud. These are felonies. This is a big deal. It is against the law in Canada to attempt to influence someone's vote in an election campaign period, positively or negatively, don't vote for that party, is against the law. It's in the Canada Elections Act. Mm. And so WeChat, they've determined, was used by foreign agents, one of them, a Chinese spy, expelled from Canada from the Toronto consulate, for meddling in individual campaigns. But the question becomes, well, if they knew this, if the, if the government of Canada knew this, why didn't they say anything? They, and they never told individual candidates, who, by the way, all happen to be opposition members. And so we see through a Department of Foreign Affairs memo, this was for a, a committee, parliamentary committee appearance by a deputy minister. They say, well, yeah, we kind of knew, but, you know, the operators of WeChat wouldn't take our questions, so we couldn't get any information. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We called organized crime, but, you know, they didn't return our calls, so you can see our hands were tied. It's that sad, Anthony. You know, there's, uh, you mentioned the judicial inquiry just opened yesterday in Ottawa. I think it's going to be a big deal. A big deal in what regard, though? Because to your point, Tom, I think we're learning, and, and we've talked about this before with other uh, law enforcement and policing agencies in the country, a big deal in terms of the like, all right, you know there's problems. You, you almost know exactly what the problem is. You know who's doing it. You know how they're doing it. And you're doing nothing? Like It's almost like they're just sort of waiters taking the orders here, but they ain't filling them. But that's the, exactly the point. 
The Prime Minister was less than candid when he said one year ago, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service never told my office what was going on. I was busy in the corner working on the economy. How am I supposed to know? That was untrue. That was false, Anthony. Mm. The Canadian Security Intelligence Service showed committees. We told the Minister of Public Safety. We told the National Security Advisor. We told the Department of National Defense. We told anyone who wanted to listen and later told Global News and the Globe and Mail when no one else listened. The question becomes... Who was told and what did they do with the emails? And right. some of the excuses we've heard have been frankly sad. I was on holidays, said the National Security Advisor. Well, I guess it went to the wrong office, said Public Safety Minister Bill Blair. Anthony, if the Prime Minister's office knew of an alleged felony and they were okay with it because it mainly compromised opposition candidates, that's a big, I can't imagine a bigger deal. And what reasonably speaking, could we, should we have expected them to have done, Tom? Get on it. Number one, tell the candidates involved. We know their names. Michael Chong, Jenny Kwan in Vancouver, Kenny Chu in Richmond, B.C. Tell them. Tell the opponents who ran against a, a, a hand-dong for a liberal nomination in Don Valley North. All of these people are named in various documents. Number one, you tell them. And number one, you call the police. What do you and I do when we are become aware of an alleged commission of a possible crime? You call the police. They didn't do that. And the implication is quite dark. The implication is they didn't do it because they were okay with it, because it didn't affect their boys. Honestly. Mm. And we're going to learn more about this as these hearings and these probes continue into foreign interference. I want to change gears here to another story that Tom Korski has at Black Locks Reporter. When it comes to federal employees countering disinformation, there's a new cabinet guidebook for public servants. They've got this document out. Count Well, it says it all. Countering disinformation, a guidebook for public servants. Tom, you and I know that disinformation, misinformation, you can just throw those phrases around. There's no pure working definition of it. You can throw it at anything. I don't feel too great about this. No, and then especially knowing the government of Canada is one of the biggest purveyors of disinformation. I, I don't know how they got away with it, but they did, including with some of my friends in media, that the government has presented itself as the arbiter of truth and the determiner of who is uh, providing accurate information. You know, freedom of press is in the Constitution, freedom of expression, freedom from what? Freedom from government regulation, Anthony, you know that. So when you have these people saying, we're going to decide what the truth is anyway, it's a highly comic guidebook. What it says to uh, federal managers is, stop lying. I have an idea. How about just telling the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, all day long, like millions of Canadians do every day, without a guidebook? I'm just throwing out ideas. Stop lying. You know, it's a novel idea, and uh, it's one they should take up on. Good grief. It is It is quite something. Tom, we can find out all these stories and more of the great work you're doing at Blacklocks Reporter. Tom Korski, always good to speak with you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony.